0: This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. You guys already know how obsessed I am with therapy. I talk about it all the time on this podcast about how I have two therapists and how I go to therapy every single week. Well, I've been going to therapy for years, but once 2020 hit, the year of chaos for all of us, I really needed extra support. And BetterHelp has really been there to guide me through these chaotic times. Uh, I've been dealing with anxiety, depression, and I also have been in this recovery space for disordered eating and just a host of other issues. So BetterHelp will assess your needs and, uh, and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours, so all you have to do is you take a a quick online quiz, you answer some questions about what you're going through, what kind of therapist you're looking for, and you can literally write in the answers. I am looking for this kind of therapist. I am looking for an expert in this field. That's what I did, and they matched me with a therapist who has tons of experience with eating disorders, trauma, and depression depression and to be honest I love my therapist so much she's probably my favorite therapist I've ever had and I've been through like a variety of therapists over the years me and her really hit it off and even if you don't hit it off with your therapist right away because let's be real finding a therapist can honestly feel like you're dating Don't worry, you can always change therapists as many times as you need. No questions asked, no charge or anything like that. So you can always change your therapist and then get matched with a new one that day. So BetterHelp uh, is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is literally professional counseling done securely online. And what I love about BetterHelp is that they have a journal feature. So if you're going through something challenging through the week and you don't have an appointment until, let's say, next week, you can write a journal entry. It's all online. It's secure. And if you'd like, you can share that journal entry with your therapist so that they are on the same page. They're caught up. They know exactly what you're going through. They know whatever triggers you've been dealing with over the week. And what's awesome about BetterHelp too is that your therapist will respond. So you can actually communicate with your therapist in between your your sessions. So it's not like you only get get to talk to your therapist once a week. You can check in with them frequently in between your sessions. You can catch them up to date. You can kind of communicate with them every day if you wanted to. And the online journal feature is really nice for folks who are new to journaling or just need that extra support. So communicating with your therapist more frequently could really benefit you if you're going through a rough time. BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available if you are struggling right now. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. You can visit betterhelp.com vibe. That's better h e l p slash vibe and you can join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. You deserve the support. You deserve the healing and you are not alone. There are so many people who are struggling with severe anxiety, depression, trauma, all of these things and you don't need to suffer in silence anymore. So visit betterhelp.com slash vibe for a discount on your first month of online therapy. That's betterhelp h e l p dot slash vibe. And that discount code will get you ten percent off of your first month of online counseling at betterhelp.com slash vibe. Welcome to the Vibe Within Podcast. I'm your host Gab Cohen. Each week, we will connect through stories and conversations about wellness, yoga, addictions, spirituality, mental health, rituals, and everything in between. The goal is to transform our traumas into strengths to create the change we desire in our lives. My mission is to help others by shining awareness on real-life topics so we can learn new ways to heal physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Whatever you are going through in this moment, you are not alone. So let's connect and heal our Vibe Within.
1: wilderness skills beneath my bow. She said she used to be a part of the scout scene. They nearly made a leader one time. They didn't have enough thread to sew the patches on.
0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Vibe Within podcast. I'm your host, Gab Cohen, and right now I am smoking a little cbd spliff and just relaxing um how are we all doing out there i know that mercury is now retrograde and we are moving towards the end of venus retrograde which a lot of you guys have actually dm'd me because i've been writing a lot about exes hitting you up and dreams and just a lot of things that are coming up emotionally, physically, memories, um, all these things during Venus retrograde. So if you have a funny story about an ex reaching out to you and you want to share it, you can email it to me at gabcohen at gmail.com. Um, It's also in the show notes, but I'm super interested in this topic because I've had a few exes reach out to me (laughs) during this Venus retrograde, and um, some of the stuff that's happened, like, it's just comical, and also it feels like I'm in a fucking movie, you know? It just, this whole experience of coming out of a deep isolation with COVID and the pandemic and then everything that, that has been going on with Black Lives Matter and justice and defunding the police and all of the, the peaceful protests and the movement that's going on, um, this is just, there's just a lot of energy occurring and you can find yourself kind of in awe and, and really looking at life as, is this real? And it's real and it's not real. You know, everything's real, but everything is also being created within our minds. And I don't know, man, it's been, it's been a wild, a wild couple months for me. And, um, I think that with everything going on and now all these planets are retrograde, it's a really amazing time to buckle down and, anchor into our practices, our rituals, our routines, and all those those things, and journaling and writing is also very, very important. So that's my spiel. Um, today's episode is with my dear friend, Myla Ivers. She is a yoga teacher, and she's been teaching yoga for a pretty long time. I want to say like um, at least a decade. Um, I met her when I was in when I was living in la and she was my favorite yoga teacher in core power yoga in Hollywood and me and her got really close I I look at her as kind of like an older sister that I never had she is really fucking inspiring and just like raw down to earth she doesn't sugarcoat anything she's not um, she's not a uh, the kind of yoga teacher that's like all love and light and um, pretending that everything is fine her energy is so pure and so real and so comforting and the way that she speaks about shadow and healing the chakras and healing trauma and energy is really refreshing and we have a nice conversation about yoga, the stigmas of yoga, the stigmas of teaching yoga, practicing yoga, and how intense it can be, and she shares very vulnerable stories about what she's gone through and how she's gotten through some of these, you know, traumatic events in her life, and we really just break down what it is to be uh, a yoga teacher and a yoga teacher practitioner right now or in any way spiritual and trying to heal um, physically, emotionally, because we do trap energy in our bodies. And she has a really, really beautiful way of just articulating and connecting. And she's she's amazing. I love her so much. And I think you're really going to enjoy it. So if you like this episode, remember to subscribe, rate and review, and also if you enjoyed it, you can hit Myla up on Instagram. I'll put her Instagram in the show notes. All right? Enjoy. I've known you for dude, a long time, and oh. I've always I've always kind of like looked at you as like an older sister that I never had. And you were one of those teachers when I first started doing yoga and practicing yoga in LA. um, I just really looked up to you and like your energy and what you brought to your yoga classes. Like I, I feel like I learned so much more um, in depth with like teaching yoga from actually taking classes and yours in particular um I mean you do learn a lot in teacher training but I feel like you kind of have to like you kind of have to do your own learning as well and I learned so much from you and um you just always I feel like you always had some some like magic story and energy that you like brought to your classes and your music was always on point so I really feel like I don't know you were just one of those expanders for me and probably always will be
1: dude I felt the same about you it was always like super comforting having your presence like always there and just like I mean if anybody out there listening has never seen her yoga poses they're like ridiculous and beautiful and like I just remember always having you in there with like you've got such like beautiful goddess tribal vibes, and I always just felt oh like, like your energy is very powerful, very strong. And um, God, so did we meet in Hollywood, core power? or Did we meet in Sherman Oaks? So I think I
0: met you at not Sherman Oaks. Um, I'm pretty sure I I met you at Hollywood. Yeah.
1: Like right um, when it
0: opened, yeah, because I remember like I was on the YFT team, the yoga for trade team. And that's when I, I helped them like open that one. And, um, I was going through like a pretty rough and weird time. Like I, um, I had just lost one of my friends. I, I want to say like a few months before they opened and, or maybe like, yeah, like five months before. And, um. And like your classes just like literally helped me so much, just like energetically cleanse and I don't know I feel like I feel like I it's hard for me to to connect with certain yoga teachers because of the whole like love and light kind of crowd and and i'm I'm so not like that like i I, I love how you said I have a powerful energy sometimes I feel kind of dark to be honest and I- I feel like, yeah, no, but I feel like that's why I kind of resonated with you so much, because when you walk into the space, you're not bullshitting, you're not walking in there with a fake grin on your face, you come in there, I could, I'm really good at energy reading, and I could always tell, um, even, even though I barely knew you, I'd be like, hmm, I wonder, like, what's going on in her life, because she seems like, like this, or I would have, like, my own, like, you know, my own thoughts and distractions, but, um, I just felt super gravitated towards your energy. And I think that's, that's for people who are listening, who, you know, have been practicing yoga for a while, they definitely know what what that means. Um, when you, when you just gravitate towards a teacher and, um, I always loved when you, um, I guess it, like, fed my ego a little bit, but when I was, like, in your class and you would always ask me to, like, show dancer pose, it, it like, made me feel so good because you, like, saw my hard work and I felt like you always pushed me, like, super hard to the edge, which I, I really love.
1: Oh, my God. Thank you. No, I agree. Super same. I gravitate towards specific teachers because oftentimes, like, I... I think there's a lot of bullshit out there and like I think there's someone for everyone but I agree a hundred percent that like I don't know when you're when you've got some dark stuff happening in your life like some of the time like I think when you when you go on your spiritual path long enough you get past the point where you think that everybody needs to live in the light and everybody needs to you know it's like that's Mm -hmm. a Days that people can go through when they're on the spiritual journey. But then you start to embrace the fact that like spirituality means both darkness and light, and it will always be that way. And like, that is like something that I really resonate with in yoga that like, you know, you're never ever going to have just like, okay, your practice is done. You're officially the yogi. You've, you've mastered it. There's literally no way to ever, be the best or ever master it or ever like have an ending, like you're always going to come across layers that you can't do, things that frustrate you, things that like poke at you, things that make you tap into like some of the shit that you've got like buried in you. And it's like, you know, the fact that you would show up on your mat sometimes literally twice a day or even what, were you doing like three classes a day? I was like, what? <laughs> Literally. Well, yeah. So like this, this time in my life, um,
0: I was barely working. I was super poor. And especially um, right before I did my teacher training and then during teacher training, I didn't have a job. Um, I was living off of the smallest amount of money that I had. I don't even understand how I did it but I had enough for rent at least. And I know that teacher training was like a month, maybe a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I somehow had enough money to get through teacher training with no job because I was like, well, how am I going to have a job when it's like pretty intensive, you know? And I, and then I was like, you have to take all these classes. And yeah, there'd be times where I would take the noon class because that was the one that we had to take the, the original, like whatever core power yoga and then I would take your HPF at night and that would be like my nightcap because Mm -hmm. that that's what gets that's what got me to like the next level and I feel like that's what the HPF classes which for people who are listening who don't know what HPF is it's it's basically like a Bikram style Mm -hmm. class but it's an hour and it's it's just as hot and it just got me to a different level of um surrender and what you said about finding things that are buried in you like that's what I kept finding when I went to my mat um like each time was just you know a a crazy wild experience like I've cried so many times taking taking HPF and like I don't know it's something about core power yoga too like that studio um had a really good energy to it at that time and um, I was really, I was an open vessel. I was like an open wound and I was ready to just like heal and cry. And, you know, I, like, I was finally connecting to my body and, um, thank God, you know, I, I had the opportunity to, you know, to, to do that teacher training and have, have the, you know, the means to not work. But then right after I had to like really find a job and, it's, it was rough living in LA. It was really rough. And if if it wasn't for your classes and Laura Rebecca's classes and, you know, some other teachers, um, I don't know where the fuck I would be, you know, it really gave me life because I was so deeply depressed.
1: I agree. Like, I think Hollywood had a very powerful community and it was like, it's almost like a safe zone for people that are like not doing well. Actually, I have a question for you because I, first of all, agree completely with the specific sequence that you're talking about, HPF. When Mm -hmm. I did, uh, like back in 2006, I did the Bikram teacher training and the whole, so do you know anything about like my past or anything like that?
0: I don't know that much. That's why I'm really excited to to be like doing this with you.
1: Yeah. So in 2004, Four, right when I was about to graduate high school my boyfriend hung himself and it was wow. yeah it was literally right when I was graduating and he, he was like my best friend like and obviously like when something like that happens like it's fucking traumatic oh my
0: god people.
1: yeah it was the darkest I've ever been in my life and I went into like a spiral of like depression and like black hole yeah. and like I was – for, like, a while, I was just, like, really depressed. Like, I just couldn't function. I just didn't – and actually, I don't even really remember a lot of the time after he killed himself. Like, I think I was in, like, shock still. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, how um, how old were you? I was only 17.
0: Holy shit. Oh, my yeah. God.
1: Yeah. It was not the way that most people end high school. Most people are, like, going to prom and, like, graduating and being excited. I was, like, not okay. Um, but – like after abe hung himself um i was like trying to figure out how to start feeling in my body again because i was very numb and i was like skydiving and tried boxing and horseback riding and eventually i my dad kind of pushed me to go into bikram yoga and at first i like hated him for it i was like I don't want to be in this like sweaty ass room I hate this and then like I started going more and more and I was like oh my god wait I'm feeling happy like I started smiling again and I was like whoa nothing has made me smile in like a year so the fact that I was feeling like joy in my physical body again was like foreign substance to me and oh so my god, yeah I get it because the hot power fusion sequence like there's something magical behind it and like Bikram himself—I mean, we all know, like whoever has watched that Netflix documentary—but he's like a crazy man, and like I Mm -hmm. did training with him, and he is super crazy. But like the thing that he brought to the the United States is like still really powerful, even though he's like not the best person. Mm -hmm. Um, But my question for you is like, okay, so I feel like it's kind of a catch twenty two because oftentimes people ask me like. What is the thing that you would suggest to help me get over depression or alcoholism or drug addiction or whatever it is? And I always will say yoga because I've watched people who are heavily addicted to alcohol, heavily addicted to drugs, deeply, deeply depressed, who can't function, start doing yoga and their whole life changes. They, they're they no longer addicted. They're no longer depressed. Like they're happy. But how do you get the person in the room when they can Mm -hmm. function to even get in the door?
0: I love this question because, um, so I feel like yoga can help literally anyone get out of um, a rut, a hole, a, a rock bottom, but it's getting that person to step outside of themselves and just kind of surrender to something new because so, a little bit about why I started yoga. Um, I moved to LA. I got out of like the worst narcissistic relationship. Um, he broke up with me. I was 22. I drove from Florida to, to California with just my car, and th- that's it. Like, basically, no money. Like, I was a fucking idiot for doing this, but you know, I was super young and naive. And so I was working at LF on Larchmont. Um, I somehow transferred from, cause there's LFs in Florida as well. So I kind of lined that up magically. I don't know how. Um, and there was this woman who used to come in to LF all the time. Her name was Amore. She was this beautiful goddess black woman who would always come in there smelling like sweat and she was a Bikram yogi. She practiced Bikram all the time at the Bikram studio, like on the west side, right? It's like
1: in that big building. Uh, I don't think it's there anymore, but I know which one you're talking about, like the one off Las Yenegas.
0: Yeah. And it's like you walk in and you go to the left and it's just, it's like the Bikram headquarters pretty yeah. much. Yeah, that's right. Like- yeah training right so I think she did her teacher training there as well and she actually brought me there a couple times to do Bikram there so I I can actually right that yeah it's fucking it's insane um 300 people in my teacher training it's 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 a really crazy energy and I was so young when she brought me there so I really had no idea what I was getting into um but before she brought me there, she kept coming into LF and she would shop the sale and she was my client. She was my friend, you know? Um, and I was deeply depressed. I was heavy. I was heavier than I've ever been. Not that I'm saying I'm heavy, but I was not eating good. I was drinking. I was, you know, I had just done drugs for most of my college years. And, um, I was going through the worst heartbreak of my life. I was living out of my car. It was a fucking mess. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so she said, "You need to stop complaining. I understand that you're sad. I understand that you're depressed. I understand that you don't like your body. But when I come in here, all you're doing is moping." I'm like like she's like my client <laughs> and like she would come in and I'd be like venting to her like she's my mom, you know? <laughs> and so she'd be like, you know what? I don't want to hear it anymore. I want you to go try yoga. I've been, I keep, I kept telling you to do yoga. And have you tried it yet? No. So she started to get like kind of, um, you know, bitter with me in a good way. Yeah. And she was yes. like, you know what? You need to go try out these studios. Um, what's it called? The yoga. Um. Oh my God, what was on Larchmont? It was Yoga Works. Yoga works. So she was yeah. like, go to class at Yoga Works. They they give you your first class free. And then, if you like that, go to Core Power Yoga. They give you a free week. And I was like, okay, because I was poor. So I was like, yeah, yeah, I can't afford yoga. So she said, okay, get your free week and then let me know how you feel. And I said, all right, whatever. I went to my first class at Yoga Works and it was a hot class. It wasn't too hot, but I remember just something clicked. And I remember the teacher was playing the XX. And this is like back in 2000, I, I wanna said. say like XX. 2012 and um I something something what's up what is XX the XX the the band oh I (laughs) yeah (laughs) and for some reason like when that song came on it like unlocked some crazy energy channel in my body and I was like this is fucking awesome everyone's moving together everyone's sweating together I can feel the energy it's like nothing I had felt ever in my life and I just, even though I like was shitty at yoga and I felt like I wasn't doing anything right, I felt this really big rush of like, of energy from the people in there and the music. And that's like a huge part of my life is music.
1: Mm -hmm. And,
0: um, so I got my teacher, I, I went to my free week at core power. And from there I was hooked the energy, just everything. And I I, be, I did the yoga yoga for trade so I could, like, get free yoga and clean and help them at the studios. And what yoga did for me was it opened my eyes to the capability that I don't have to sit in my own fucking guilt and shame and sorrow, and I could allow myself to, um, to just – get outside of my pity party, because I was so stuck in the mud. And, and there were, you know, there were classes, I want to say for the first five or six months that I practice yoga at Core Power, before the teacher would come in, and you're laying on your mat, I would be dreading the class. Like I wasn't, I, I, knew, I knew that after the class, I was going to feel amazing. But I hated that that moment, you know, before, because you know how hard it is, and you know how how you're gonna cry, and how shitty you feel when you're in a stretch that like feels kind of torturous. And um, but I just remember the emotional release, and that's what kept bringing me back. And it got to the point where the only time of my day that I was looking forward to, or that I was pleasantly, you know, excited for. Um, because I was working for other fashion companies at this point that I hated. Um, The only time that I looked forward to in my day was HPF at night. And then it just started to click. um, When some, some stuff happened through the months, I started to realize like, why the fuck am I working a job that I don't want to work anymore? When I could, you know, obviously yoga makes me feel so good. So it, it was healing my body. It was healing my mind. Um, it was helping me with my depression and my isolation and my low self-worth um, and, you know, but fast forward seven years, I'm still working on those things. So it's, a, it's not a journey that ends. I'm working at those things in a completely different way and I feel like a completely different person And yet I still have so many layers of trauma and, you know, sexual trauma, family trauma, um, a different type of low self-worth. Because once you start awakening and once you start connecting to your body and you're doing yoga or you're doing whatever type of thing that helps you connect to really who you are, like waking up to who you are. And it's not fun. It's not pretty all the time, but it sure does make you feel um, better than being stuck in mud. So.
1: It's totally true. Yeah. I resonate with a lot of that. And I, I will agree that I, it's funny because I used to be, I I would see like these yogis on Instagram that were just like, so in love with yoga. And I'm like, I literally have a love hate relationship with yoga. And like, it's, for me, it was never just like, here's my like pretty yoga poses. It was always just like, here, I'm doing yoga so that I can actually survive and not like want to die. It's like literally only thing that was making me happy. It was the thing that was like helping me not to suffer, not to turn dark, not to like completely give up. And it was like always kind of more of like a lifeline for me than it was like, I mean, I think it's amazing what people have done with yoga and it's cool now. Like it's, it's accessible to anybody, anywhere, anytime. There's literally no excuse not to do yoga. And I Mm -hmm. think like, yeah, it's pretty, pretty amazing that there's so many different types of what we can offer to people. um, Just in regards to no matter what you're going through, like there's somebody out there who can be a perfect match for you as a teacher
0: yeah yeah I think it's about finding your your style of yoga
1: the yoga studio
0: that you you Um, know that you resonate with like that's a huge thing because people have have reached out to me and they're like oh man like I you know I don't I don't like I don't like this kind of yoga because I had a bad experience with a teacher and it's like that's a shame but you know you got to keep looking you got to keep
1: searching Yeah. So, what you do like CBD and stuff? So <laughs> quick, quick. Hell yeah, I do. <laughs> okay, quick story. So, I've always like tried CBD and it's like never done anything to me. So, I'm like, okay, I don't understand like why what CBD does. And then I tried my friend's dog's CBD oil. <laughs> And I did like two squirts of it and it like knocked me on my ass. I was like, "Holy shit!" I am like flying right now. I was like so calm, peaceful, chill, like chill vibes. My body felt amazing. I slept great that night. Like I was like, oh, so like this is CBD. But I was just like so laughing that like it took all the way through that journey. And then I eventually was like, oh, now I get it. But tell That's me, interesting. I isn't that freaking weird? I was like, I don't understand yeah. why dog CBD affected me versus like the human one.
0: Okay, well, I think so. I have a couple of theories because one, um, you you smoke weed and and you do THC,
1: so or you used yeah. to at least, or do you, do you still? I don't smoke that much weed anymore. When I was younger, I used to smoke like every single night. And now I could have like a sack of weed and it will literally last me forever to get through it. And I just like, I stopped. I just didn't. I always just wanted to feel like just more like alert. And um, now when I like really, really want to smoke weed, I will. But it's always usually like by myself I'm more of like a loner smoker rather than like doing it with other people I just like to do it at night when I get yeah and like me too done. yeah
0: yeah so I used to be the same I used to smoke every day um yeah. to just be normal and then I realized that once I I don't know I just started to like really find myself feeling more anxious than anything and I think it was because oh I was hanging out around the wrong people so it had a lot to do with the energetics of who was around me. So now, so my theory is maybe the CBD that you were taking, one, the first time it could have just been a really low grade, it could have been a a low milligram, it could have been that you didn't take enough. But the thing with CBD is that it's not supposed to make you feel high. Um, There have been, believe me, there have been times where I've taken a mega dose of CBD at night. And since I don't really smoke weed anymore or THC, um, I'll get like a bit of a head high. But I also suffer with anxiety. So it really is uh, an energetic type of like molecule. Like when people talk about herbalism and they they are all into these tinctures and and herbs that can help heal the body. What they do is they go into that herb with an intention. And without the intention, um, the herb could go into the body and not really do anything. And I think that that, has, that is the same uh, um, with CBD because people will say, oh, yeah, I tried CBD, it didn't do anything for me. And I have to kind of take that with a grain of salt because Education is everything, and so if I were to take something tomorrow, some some tincture or some herb that I have no idea what it is, I might not feel anything from it because I don't even know what it is. You yeah, know? totally. So the fact, like when I started doing CBD, I started with topicals, and then I started just educating myself a little bit more, and I started realizing, oh wow, this is like perfect for me because I don't want to feel anxious, I don't want to feel high, and that's the beauty of CBD is that it's non psychoactive. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure that there's people out there who will say, no, that's not true. I feel semi-high when I take CBD, which is totally possible, especially when you're taking a high milligram potent, really strong dose. Like for me, if, you know, I, I take breaks from it. Like I haven't really taken tincture in probably a month because I was trying to even cleanse off of that. Yeah. Um, yeah because once your body gets used to something, it, you can get stuck in these different, in these different cycles. And then when I get back into it and I take, you know, one dose, I will feel super chill and super mellow. And it helps with all sorts of things like inflammation, insomnia. Um, but I think it really does depend on your intention and, like set and setting like even though it's not a psychedelic you know like why are you taking it and the the grade of it and and like being aware of of what you'd like to receive from taking cbd and that's why i've been um creating cbd yoga workshops for the past three years um which were doing really really well when i was living in miami and then i did one in in hollywood in 2018 and it's it it was you know, right before CBD started really blowing up like it is now. And people were like, so amazed and so like pleasantly surprised at what CBD can do for your, for your yoga practice, because some people are so resistant when they go into their practice, because they know that they're tight, or they know that they're emotional, and they they don't want to do the work because they know that it's gonna suck. (laughs) But like, CBD kind of adds this layer of calm energy and it helps open up your muscles. It helps release some friction and tension, like internally, like mentally. So that's why I've been combining the two things together for a while.
1: I love that. I'm going to try that more for sure. (laughs) I'm going to get it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. Um, Wait, so earlier you were saying – that you did your, your big, beak, um, beak from training super early. Um, and so, cause I can, I can relate to the, the deep, deep depression. Like, so for people who are struggling with depression, or I even wanted to talk about like healing sexual trauma or just like abusive relationships, because even though, Um, the relationship that you were talking about of your boyfriend at the time taking his own life. um, I wouldn't label that as abuse, but it's trauma from a relationship. And in order, I don't know, like, there's just so many different layers into healing um, our trauma through yoga. But shadow work is a huge thing that that I feel like you bring into the room when you teach. And I think that's, that's something I got from you. That's like a, that's a knowledge kind of teaching way that I, I grabbed from you and I would love to just dive into ways that you've
1: done shadow work in your life. Yeah. Oh my God. I feel like starting to work with the chakra system was something that really helped me to dig into shadows because I started seeing like a pattern and I started understanding that when I had a blockage happening internally, it would always manifest itself externally. And so if it was like trauma, like, uh, you know, somebody dying and you've experienced like guilt or grief or whatever that is like, you're going to basically as a human cope with it as best you can, because you don't know what else to do. So you'll stuff it somewhere where you feel safe and where, you know, you can try to like manage it best you can. But a lot of the time like that stuff doesn't fully leave the human body and it sits there and festers and stays with you, especially if you're somebody that like is brand new to, you know, spirituality, yoga, meditation, breath work, like that kind of stuff. Like if you don't have tools like that in your back pocket, then like, you might have, and especially if you've been through really traumatic childhood or stuff growing up, you might have accidentally and not even knowingly stuffed that stuff away inside of you. And that's literally what creates the shadow in the first place. So even Mm -hmm. like shadow work is like, it means that you're pulling those shadows to the surface and you're helping yourself heal from them. Like you're helping yourself deal with them.
0: This episode is brought to you by Thought Cloud CBD, which is one of the purest CBD companies I'm affiliated with. They are Reiki-infused, vegan, sustainable, and pure, lab-tested, world-renowned CBD, and they have a variety of products from tinctures to topicals and even face masks and facial cleansers that are infused with CBD in them. I've actually been using Thought Cloud CBD products for almost two years now, and I love their tinctures so much. Um, it was one of the first companies that I really got deep into the tincture form of healing, and their tinctures are really nice and light. They have coconut oil in them. They don't have all these crazy flavors with additives and, you know, different types of chemicals that you don't want to be in your cbd you just want exactly what you are getting and the reason why you take cbd is to heal so you don't want any of those junky fillers in there and cbd is not meant to have that stuff in it so thought cloud is all about healing and i recommend using their tinctures for anxiety depression inflammation gut health autoimmune flare-ups And I also use their CBD facial cleanser bar soap, the CBD mud mask that you guys always see me posting about in my stories. So if you'd like to check out thought cloud you can follow them on instagram just type in thought cloud or you can purchase anything off their website thoughtcloud.net and you can use discount code gypsy love flow for a discount and if they're ever having a sale you can also use my discount code gypsy love flow and that will give you extra money off even if it's like a 70 percent crazy sale that they have sometimes they have sales during the season so go ahead check them out thoughtcloud.net Use code GYPSYLOVEFLOW for a discount at checkout.
1: And so I really liked the chakra system because it was like a way for me to kind of like be able to navigate what was happening in my body. And I was like, oh my God, like I'm experiencing, you know, this pain in like my hip. And oftentimes it's connected to your sacrum, which is connected to your sexuality, which then you can look back in your past and be like, okay, holy shit, I do have this thing that's still coming up. Like, and that's probably why certain things are hurting in my hips or like, I, um, like I hear you when you were saying like you have anxiety, I had, uh, really just my heart talks to me all the time. And like you know, a lot of the time it's anxious and I have, have now I have more of, uh, like more management over it because I do meditate daily and I practice yoga daily and like stuff like that. But for a long time, I had no way to release my heart. And so it was just in constant pain. It was in constant, like, uh, just all the time anxious. And, um, it was, carrying around a lot of like childhood grief, childhood trauma, all of the heartbreak, all of the heartache, all that stuff just festering in there. Um and so what
0: are some of the, the real quick, what are some of like the the most in front of the line like childhood or um you know adolescence pains that you were dealing with? You don't have to get super detailed but just to like paint yeah. kind a of picture.
1: Um so like there was alcoholism in my family and it was really scary to experience as a kid because I was never sure uh like you know what I was gonna get when I went home I didn't know if it was like a sober day or if it was like a dark day and Mm -hmm. um it was really scary like there you know and if it was like uh, a dark day, then it was like, okay, well, we just don't know what I'm going to be dealing with with this person. And um, like, how it, it could got, it got really bad many, many times, um, very abusive. And um, it was just, it was really traumatic to grow up like that. And like, uh, definitely creates a certain kind of energy as an adult that um, you have. It's weird because I've noticed kids who have alcoholic parents when they grow up all have very similar traits as adults. I've heard that. Yeah, yeah. I've looked into it. I'm like, oh, wow, that is really, really crazy. Um, And so it's stuff that I've just um, really done a lot. Actually, working in my Akashic Records um, is like beyond one of the best tools that I've ever given myself. And I feel very blessed to be able to do that work for other people because like some of the stuff, A, that people aren't able to deal with on their own, I can help them with when their records are open. Or B, oftentimes like people don't even know what the shadow is. Like they're like, I know I feel like shit, but I don't know why. And so it's like, we can open up your records and like dive deep and pick things apart little by little. And it's always done with this like, layer of like love and like positive energy it's like this beautiful fifth dimensional energy and like that shit goes deep it's crazy doing that work with like strangers that I have never talked to before and all of a sudden we're like digging into like the shadowiest parts of themselves and like they're able to like move forward and heal from it
0: okay whoa so yeah okay I I sort of know what Akashic records is but like I'm like you're your skeptic that like barely knows anything totally. so for those of us who like are you know not understanding what that is can you explain um what
1: that is yeah so basically every soul has like a blueprint and the Akashic records are like the energetic blueprint regarding your soul's journey through space and time so even like now as we are talking, it's basically recording our blueprint, this like, you know, energy that we have happening. And it's, it's every life that you've ever lived, it's, it's your whole journey as your soul. Um, and so with the person's permission, or if I open up my own records, I open up your records and uh, people say it's like called the book of life or going into like the library, the book of life. And, um, I would get to see your specific book as Gab and like, I could open up your records and you could ask me literally any question, no questions off limits. And I would just tell you what I see, feel, and hear with inside your records. Wow. Yeah. It's crazy. It's so crazy. And it's really cool too. Cause like, you know, a lot of my clients book with me over, um, just over the internet. So I don't have anything at all, but a voice over the phone. And I ask their name whenever I, um, whenever I call them for their appointment. And so I don't have anything but a name and a voice. And we're able to like go into these like crazy places. I have many, many different women ask me about like sexual trauma, um, and darknesses and past life stuff. just like filling in the missing pieces because it's, you know, sometimes it can be really hard to like not have anybody to talk to about that stuff. And you're just like there in the world on your own. And for me personally, growing up, like, like the, the work that I do now is all uh, connected to the third eye and like, um, you know, helping people increase their intuition and like learn to trust themselves intuitively And like a part of the reason why was like when I was going through all that dark stuff, I was told go to therapy, but I didn't, I never once like felt like I got anything out of therapy. I was like, these people do not understand me. They don't understand me spiritually. I was always so like, not that you can be like a head spiritually, but I just was on a different path spiritually. I was like, I, everything I'm talking to them about, they don't get what I'm saying. And it's just like, it's not. It's not in my realm that I want to keep continuing this. But then when I would talk to like spiritual healers or like uh, really good psychics, obviously not all psychics are great, um, or akashic records teachers, people like that, I was like, holy shit, this is therapy. This is my kind of therapy because I'm a spiritual. Freaking being living a human experience, and I need somebody to talk to about this stuff that isn't human. That's right. like non-space and time that our human eyes can't perceive that I'm going through right now. And I needed somebody who like understood me on that kind of level. So that's how yeah. I started getting into it. Was like, okay, like this there's there's more happening in this life than meets the human eye, and I'm one curious about what the heck that is, and two. Like that's why I wanted to help other people to navigate it as well. Because it's twofold, you know. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, it's like, I mean, what you're
1: somewhere else.
0: Yeah, and I I remember vividly when you um when we hung out a couple of times that you mentioned that you were psychic, and I was not in that realm yet. I was pretty young, and I was super into it, but I didn't really like grasp it. And what you're basically explaining is you tap into your, your psychic abilities, especially what you're explaining with the people over the phone. I mean, that's, that's pure psychic ability at your, that's, that's what the work is. And I completely resonate with how the therapy, the the traditional therapy model, um, it doesn't work for me either. I was in high school. I was not forced to go to therapy, but, um, I did go through several therapists and I never felt a, a deep connection to any of them but there was one and um I was 16 years old and I remember this woman she practiced reiki and um and chakra um balancing on me because she was she was new to the that practice so I was 16 and so this is like 2007 and um so we would have our session and she at the end she'd be like is it okay if you if I could practice the the Reiki and the chakra balancing on you and I always said yes because I um, I feel like I've always kind of been open to it you know what I mean and so so she would use the pendulum and go over each chakra and I had no fucking clue what she was doing but I always felt better when I left and it's so interesting now that that happened so long ago. I had no idea what she was doing, um, but I was so open to it. And I was so, like, wondering, like, and and, and she was the only therapist who I really resonated with. And um, I think it's, I think that it just goes to show that everything is, that everything that comes into your life, everyone and every um, recommendation or every practice uh comes into your life for a reason and at that time I wasn't maybe awake enough to to keep that going or to ask my mom to find a therapist who does that because I was just not really aware that um I could even I could even find another therapist who did that but like what you're saying is it just resonates with me so much because it's basically a spiritual soul therapy that that we need like people like us who are listening totally Um, it's deeper than just sitting in a chair and talking about your trauma because after an hour of that I don't really feel better I need I need tactics I need substance I need someone to tell me how to get through it Um, whatever ways not just oh go home and journal you know I've journaled since I was eight years old I have you know, I've gone through thousands of journals with no one even telling me to do that. Um, And I, I just think that it's so important for people to understand that, that doing shadow work is, is so triggering. And so it makes you feel very like, fragile. And um, I know, for me, like, it just seems to be like one thing after another keeps coming up, like when you when you feel like you've, you've gotten through one trauma, then another one pops up because you're, you're getting deeper and you're getting more comfortable with yourself. So my question to you is, if someone comes to you and they say, you know, I'm fully aware, I have sexual trauma, um, but you don't know anything else about them, or I don't know, maybe you do but they're asking they're asking you to help them heal
1: their sexual trauma and their sexual wounds how would you go about doing that with them so truthfully each of my clients is like completely different and I have uh, several different healing modalities that I use um, but if I was working with a client like you know for a continuous period of time, what I would probably start with is the akashic records so that I have more information. And then um, just based off of what we see inside the records, because not all healings are the right, like your records might suggest something that's like totally left field, something that like I, I as Mila, like would never ever come up with or think about, like will be inside that person's records. And it'll totally make sense to them. Like, Um, it's, it's really kind of crazy. So I'd probably start with the records, which in itself is a healing. Oh, and also like, um, side note, like everybody has the ability to read their Akashic records. It's actually not psychic abilities. When you have your records open, it's like our birthright to be able to have access to our records. It's like a remembering of our soul. So that's something that's really amazing. But, um, so I would start with the records and then I do a lot of Reiki healing with my clients and I honestly feel like with my own path, that's something that helps me heal from a lot of trauma with Reiki. So uh, a lot of my clients will do like distance healing, um, Reiki distance healing, and I'll just do uh, all of their seven main chakras. It's so very similar to what you were talking about um, just to help them get like their energy unstuck. And especially if they're like, you know, because if the wound is not very fresh and it's very deep, it could be different than somebody who's like just gone through something and is like the wound is open and very very fresh. So it's very mm-hmm. like dependent upon like what's happening with the person. Um, but I would definitely suggest doing Reiki distance healing and then also um, doing yoga, meditation, and truthfully, like breath work. Breath work is like one of- so hard. It's like the main thing that I would tell someone to do to release trauma because But a lot of people aren't willing to get on their mat and work with themselves like yoga, breathwork, meditation. Like even if I suggest it to them, they're just not going to. I can't really hear you too well right now. Oh yeah, can you hear me better? Yeah. Okay, perfect. Um, yeah, so if if the person's not going to be willing to get on their mat and do the breath work, the meditation or the yoga, I would definitely suggest doing like Reiki distance healing and doing an Akashic Records reading, because those in themselves are like magic. They're they're like game changers. It's and also like,
0: I feel like when when I'm teaching, I can tell who is super tapped into their practice and willing to go deep just you Mm -hmm. can just tell um and then there's those those people in the class who are more outside of their body and looking around and I feel like when you're doing any type of energy work or teaching yoga there's people in the room who have been holding on to their traumas and their wounds for years and then there's people who have have been holding on to their traumas and wounds, but they actually are ready to release them. And um, like, I feel like sexual trauma is one of those things where in the back of your head you can know that it was there for for your whole life or however long, but it's the moment that you say, Okay, I want to release myself from this, that kind of completely that's when one one wall is broken down and and you can feel um, the wound, like it just happened, you know, like it, it makes, it brings you back and it makes you feel like it just happened yesterday because you're allowing yourself to go there and to think about it and to
1: release it. So it's a very vulnerable place to be. That's such powerful stuff. Yeah. Like that's, it went, what you're saying exactly is like when you decide and I think that's truthfully like the more powerful medicine is that when you stop deciding that that is still your story and that that still defines you that's when you really start to shift and when you start to change and I think that's like I was in like a very victim mentality for a really long time and that's like what my story was and I got to a place where I was like I can't do this anymore like I don't I understand that this is a part of my past, but I don't need to be defined by it so heavily every single day. I can let it go. I can rewire my brain. I can reshape my brain. And it's by way of like one step at a time, choosing a better thought, choosing a better feeling, choosing that I'm not going to like live inside of my past anymore. And that I'm going to like be a present human being. Yeah. Yeah. Okay,
0: this is the kind of territory that I'm like that I've been really, really focusing on recently. Is because everything that you just fucking said is exactly what I'm living. Um, becoming a better person, un- unidentifying myself because I identified myself as a bad um, person for having anger and depression and lashing out on my family and you know fucking up relationships and friendships when I was in my you know teens and twenties and now as I um, have been living in this self-development and self-betterment type of realm being I live with my family right now and it's been really really triggering because when I'm around them I feel like I go right back to that self-identification of oh, I'm depressed or, oh, I'm the problem or, oh, I'm dark or, oh, I need to, I need to stay away. Um, When in reality, they have no idea how much I've changed. You know, I have a podcast now, I am making courses um, and it's not, it's not their, their responsibility to, you know, see me in a new way but for some people like in my family they're stuck in the past and they they look at me and they still identify me as this person um which has been really really hard for me to just like you know have to get through it and surrender to that because you can't you can't force someone to see you in a way that you think you are now they're they have their own perspective and I guess childhood trauma and and family trauma is something that everyone is kind of dealing with right now, especially with uh, coronavirus and being quarantined. I mean, I can only imagine how how much shadow work is being forced upon our country right now, especially if people are living with their family or a partner or people who they they really feel triggered by um, and feel like they can't they can't be their their highest self, like. What you said earlier really stuck with me when you said, oh, when I was finally starting to, to laugh and smile, it felt it felt foreign to you, right?
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: When I'm around certain people, certain family members, it's really hard for me to, to laugh and smile because I feel so identified, like I have to hide or I have to, like, if I were to laugh or smile, I would be looked at as crazy or um i just i feel very like it's a blast to the the past and and i feel like i'm not the only one feeling this right now so it's it's just really it's hard to get through that that layer of okay this is who i am now and the people who are around me they're going to have their their ways of looking at me but you can't always identify and define yourself as as what they see you as
1: what's cool about that too is that like once we begin to understand that it is not anybody's job, but our own to to, like our vibration is our control and that's all that we have control over. Like it's not our job to raise the vibrations of everybody else. It's not our job to like, you know, do this or that. What is our job and always will be our job is to make sure that our own personal vibration is in check. And I think that's like, when I was younger, I used to want to like turn the light bulb on for other people and be like, Hey, like, you're like, don't you get it? Like this is, you know, you'll feel better if you do this. Or like I've changed notice that or whatever it was. And then finally I was like, you know what? Like it's actually not my job to get them to see me a certain way. It's not my job to get them to be happy. It's not my job for them to do anything like all I get to do is create this really badass interior world within myself that's fucking unbreakable. And I can create that world to be anything that I want because it's me. It's my world, my thoughts, my insides. And nobody else has a say in what that looks like but me. So that's why I was like, all right, well, then I'm going to become really friggin' strong at being able to create this awesome world so that when I do step outside, And other people are crazy or, you know, I'm near my family or, like, whatever the hell it is that's, like, triggering, I've got this, like, strong interior intuition, immune system, this inner, like, thoughts, feelings, all of that built up so that, like, nothing can fuck with me, you know?
0: Totally. Yeah. I mean, it's – you really have to create a I don't give a fuck um, mentality in – in like the most, you know, in, in the best way. And I don't mean that and like, fuck everybody, but you really have to, it's like a protection. It's like, cause if you're, if you're walking around guilty, which I am, I'm very, I'm that person, you know, I will carry guilt for, um, you know, friendships or relationships or a, a family relationship that hasn't healed I will hold on to that like it's it's all my fault, it's all my problem when it's it's two people. You know, it takes two people to heal something and there comes a moment where you just really have to say this isn't serving me anymore and it's actually keeping me from being happy and being joyful and um being my highest self and Sometimes you just really have to allow yourself to step back and trust and just trust the universe that things will work out. But I really, I, I can't wait to do a, an Akashic Records session with you because now I, I understand more about what it is and I trust you so much. And I, it would be so cool to do that with you.
1: It teaches you to have so much compassion, like, I can't even explain, like, because, you know, you'll see like past lives where you've been like a really bad person and you basically understand like, well, shit, like I am, I choose to love myself no matter what. And then you carry that over into all of your relationships. Like, you know, you really, you really start to understand the soul level truth behind what's happening versus like our human eyes will just get like annoyed with people or, put up walls or whatever, but with the records, you're like, holy crap, like, I see you as a soul, and you're doing your best, like, you are doing the best with what you've got right now, and, like, I need to give you a break, and, like, that's what I think is so cool is, like, you just learn to feel compassion towards everybody on the planet for, like, they really are trying their best with what they have right now, and it's, it's a cool way to, like, look at things.
0: Yeah, and you know, some people aren't at, at our level of, let's say spiritual growth, or some people still react in conversations with anger. And some people, you know, are going to say things that make you really angry. But I think like, I I definitely need to work on more compassion towards myself and others. I feel like I have more compassion for other people. um, But I do get in those, those those clicks where I'm like, Oh, I'm doing the best I can. Like what you just said, like, I really am like, when I look back at my childhood, and I look back at the trauma that I've been through. Granted, my life could be way worse. You know, believe me, I I see how it could be way, way worse. I'm very blessed. I'm very privileged. But there are these moments where I'm like, wow, dude, you've been through a fucking lot. Like, and I just go through, I go through like my childhood, my adolescence, my college. It's like, you know, this all happened for a reason and you got through it and you know, you're alive. I I feel like I should have died like five times already. And just the fact that I'm still here, I, you know, it helps me realize like you got to give yourself a break. You, you have to, or else you're just going to keep like dragging in the mud. And like, if we could learn how to give ourselves a break and just like allow ourselves to, um, make amends with whatever we did in our past or whatever anyone did to us, then I feel like that's the ultimate like next level of healing and where we're at right now with our country and and everything.
1: Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, exactly. I feel like the earth was like, okay, nobody's taking the break they need. So I'm going to quarantine you guys so that everybody has to break.
0: Literally, that's I. I hundred percent. There's so many deep meanings and metaphors as to why this is happening. And and it, in my eyes, when when I started seeing this this unfold, I was like, this makes perfect sense. The universe is done. The universe is like, fuck you guys. You know, everyone's burnout. You're you're ruining the earth. Um, It's just one big. It's like a movie. You know, it's like this is like the this is what has to happen.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This is a, and I think this is a great time. It's giving people a huge opportunity to like turn their awareness inward and, you know, hopefully people are taking it as that, like, you know, it could, it's, it's easy to get stuck in the like, well, I guess I'm just going to eat and drink and watch TV all day, every day. But it's like, or you could, you know, learn to take better care of your mind, learn to take better care of your body, learn to take more breaks and like, you know, really dive in deeper.
0: Oh yeah, there's there's definitely the two polarities right now. I mean, I see just from social media, I see the people out there who are drinking and partying and, you know, like whatever, being lazy, and that's that's going to last for however long it lasts for them, but then they're going to realize, "Oh shit, like I feel like crap." And that's that's when the shadow work comes through. Mm-hmm. For some of us, we've already been in the realm of shadow work. So for me, I've already been isolated. I have I don't have any friends here. I just moved to be with my parents um, the first week of January, which is crazy because um, I felt spirit and I felt my, my highest self screaming at me to get out of Philly and to come down south and focus on my health. I didn't want to, I didn't want to listen. I, I said, fuck that. I'm not moving in with my mom and my stepdad. You got to be fucking kidding me. And my, and my spirit guides kept telling me you need to, you have to. And I was like, all right. And, you know, fast forward a month later, we're in this weird situation where thank God I'm here. Thank God I'm not alone in Philly. Um, you know, I'm being taken care of and I'm saving money and, um, it's just, it's really wild. It's really wild when you think about how how things happen for a reason and tapping into your, that inner voice.
1: I was supposed to be in Peru right now.
0: <laughs> for, for your retreat, right?
1: Yeah, uh, I was hosting a yoga retreat. We had 25 people going and uh, we were so on the fence. We were like, well, I don't know if we should go. It was like a few days before, like all the shit hit the fan. And then, like, that weekend was when everyone started, like, going out hoarding food and toilet paper and all the chaos kind of started, like, brewing. And we were like, I don't know if this is a good idea. Like, I don't feel comfortable leading this many people into another country with all of this happening. And so we had to make the official decision, like, not to take everybody and to, like, postpone the retreat, which is it's going to be this time next year. Mm-hmm. Um, which we were kind of bummed We were like, wow, that seems like a long time. But now we're like, maybe it's not. Like, we don't even know how long this is going to go on for. And then yeah. the day before we canceled, uh, Peru shut their borders. Wow. Okay, holy shit. Like, we could have all been on airplanes and been stuck in Peru, which I have a friend not associated with my retreat that is stuck in Peru right now, and he can't get out of the country
0: oh my god that's terrifying it's
1: crazy and it's not like uh oh I'm in Peru like chilling on the beach and vacation like he can't go on the beach he can't like like the officials are not letting people do anything and it's like it's crazy so
0: yeah it's like how you it's like fun for yourself and it's yeah I mean I think we're very lucky that um that we are part of the awakened I want I don't know like awakened collective because we're able to see this in a different way um I can't imagine the people who you know aren't they don't even have a toe dipped in spirituality they're probably shitting themselves which is why people are probably so obsessed with getting toilet paper I don't know (laughs) but um like imagine the fear you know I mean. And I feel like we could have an entire podcast just about that, which would be kind of fun, just like talking about the spiritual aspect of of all of this, totally. because there's so many layers to it. And I'm glad, I'm so glad that you're safe and you're not in Peru and you're not stuck. And um, I might have to come on that retreat, though, when, when you do it.
1: Cause- I know, that would be so awesome to have you. And it's crazy because The group we thought that was going to go, like, I don't think that's going to be our group. Like, I think we're going to have a complete, not completely different, but like, there's going to be a difference in energy by the time this comes around next year. So it's kind of, it's just crazy how things work out and it all, everyone keeps asking me, like, are you okay? And truthfully, like, I feel like this was meant to be, like, I don't feel fear i don't feel like the i know there is a shadow side of what's happening but like i really understand that the mother earth is purging right now and it's mm-hmm. it, it's meant to be it's on purpose and like you know i'm actually about to start a cleanse soon too just because i like need to and i feel like that's what she's doing she's she's cleansing and it doesn't always look pretty cleansing's not always pretty but it's fucking necessary
0: yeah i agree like i it's a, it's just kind of funny just to think like, I felt like I was in quarantine already, because before this happened, I was in a new town living with my parents, or my mom and my stepdad. And um, the the highlight of my week would be like going to yoga or like going to the grocery store, or working on my podcast. So I already was writing about this kind of stuff about how lonely I was about how I was wasting my life away about how, you know, I wish I had friends. Um, and it just, it's, it's almost like I feel better now that this is happening because the pressure of me, um, going out there and dating and meeting tribe. And, um, it, it was really challenging for me to, to live my days feeling so isolated. And like, I was just kind of living in this realm all alone. And I feel almost better now because it's, it's pushing me to like, um do more podcasts and um work you know on my stuff at home even though I was doing that already but just it's like another layer of the pressure is taken off i don't have to be feeling like oh i should be dating or i should be doing this or everyone is forced to be in a uh, an inverted introvert kind of life and i think that that's a beautiful thing because it's going to force us to spend time with our family or alone and either or you're doing work you're doing shadow work
1: I totally agree I thought I was like dying laughing my friend was like um so how's your love life I was like first of all if you started like quarantine with like a quarantine bay then like totally go with that like quarantine sex and that hot you know quarantine (laughs) yeah but I'm like, but you can't all of a sudden start a relationship when you're in quarantine. I was like, yeah, asking me this question. I was like, you know, I'm not with anybody right now. I was like, I'm not going to go like, randomly pick up some guy when we're all like on quarantine and like fearing the coronavirus. I was like, I think I'm okay for now. And just to like, focus on my business. <laughs> she was, Yeah, I
0: think it's I think it's a huge sign. Like, you know, I guess we can end it on this is that like, it's, it's a huge sign from the universe. If, if we were, cause like, for example, I was like, ready to like start dating or maybe downloading the dating apps again. And then this quarantine happened. And I was like, all right, spirit, I I, I hear what you're saying. It's, it's time to do more work. It's time to, to do more shadow work. I'm not ready yet. And it's, I'm like, okay, I'm totally okay with that.
1: Totally feel the same way. Um, Okay, so before I let you go and before you let me go, I always ask my people these questions. So Mm -hmm. what would you say has helped you master your magic? Mm -hmm. I usually say this year, but, um, you know, in like the past year, what would you say?
0: Master my magic would be, um, well, accepting myself for who I am physically, um, my past emotionally, like just accepting myself for who I am has helped me dig deeper into my, my own personal magic and like, like my podcast and, and my writing. And I think that those are my kind of magic tools right now. Um, and what helped me really get into that was just not giving a fuck and just accepting me for who I am. We can't make everybody happy. I still get DMS every day saying, I can't believe you said this on your podcast. I still get people name calling me not, not really that much anymore um, because I feel like what I'm putting out is truly, truly me. And if someone doesn't resonate with it, they're not even going to like understand it.
1: Mm -hmm. Um,
0: But just allowing myself to be human and just like just allowing myself to be there and meet myself there has given me permission to like start doing magic and start doing rituals and start leaning into spell work and candle magic and like these are things that I would never think that I would be into because I just thought that I was, you know, not I that I don't have psychic abilities or clairvoyant abilities but the deeper that you start to allow yourself to just maybe tap into it just a little bit, um, then you start recognizing how how magical you actually are. And everyone's magical. Everyone has something to offer. And everyone has magic that they tap into every day without them even realizing
1: what it is. That's so cool. I love that so much. It's uh, funny that you say all of those things. I literally just created the most Freaking badass program. I'm so fucking proud of it. But it's called Master Your Third Eye. And it's like seven modules long. And it like basically teaches everybody that like everybody has psychic abilities. And it teaches you how to like do candle magic. You learn how to open the third eye with kundalini. You learn how to like whether or not you're clairvoyant, clairsentient, clairaudient, or claircognizant and you learn like lucid dreaming it's like so each day there's like a different lesson but I was oh my god that's awesome yeah I'm so so excited about it I've had a lot of cool feedback and like people having a lot of cool breakthroughs and um just interesting stuff happening um and because it's all intuition based but I literally just released that so it's cool that you're you're like going down that path too
0: well, I will get that link from you. And I'll put that in the show notes. Totally, yeah. And then um, for anybody in your audience, I actually, um, when I was deep in my kind of dark night of the soul, um, in the summer, I created a, a guided audio meditations workshop and journaling course called Modern Meditations. And what it is, is eight hours, about eight hours. So there's like, I think 10 different meditations that I recorded with binaural beats behind it. Mm -hmm. And along with the meditations is, um, like eight pages of shadow work, creative journaling prompts that have helped me kind of dig into my pain and my suffering and my trauma. And I just pretty much shared whatever I did in those dark months, um, and I put it into a, a really easy workshop kind of online course. So I'll send you that link too. All right. Thank you so much for tuning into that episode with Mila Ivers. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. She is a magical being and she just gets it. She's so easy to vibe with. I hope that you got something from this episode. And if you did enjoy it, then please subscribe, rate, and review, and share the podcast episode with a friend, a family member. We can all use um, different perspectives and wholesome conversations because it really, truly does feel like when you're tapping into a podcast and they're talking about things that you resonate with, it feels very like validating and healing. Just to just to hear that kind of conversation, so conversations can can be a medicine and become very healing and that's why I have this podcast so I hope you enjoy the rest of your day your evening whatever time it is and be safe and healthy and we will talk soon bye